Pure Wow presents Stream On, your weekly download of TV and streaming news and reviews. And now, your hosts, Phil Mutz, Pure Wow's VP of News and Entertainment, and Rachel Golmi, Pure Wow's Managing Editor of Branded Content. Well, we have uh, some exciting news, Rachel, that I, oh. I I feel like we need to share with with the listeners uh, okay. right off the bat. Uh, you got a promotion here at Pirawow. Yeah, I did. Well, I congratulations. Did. So, what, what you. is your what's your new title? Um, it's Operations Director of Branded Content. So oh. very official. <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, I'm yeah. very excited for you. That's Thank very you. cool. Thank you so much. I know. I've been here for six years now, which is oh, baffling. Wow. That's but wild. Yeah. Yeah. It's I crazy. feel like I remember my first day at Pure Wow and I like walked around and people were like, I've been here 10 years. I've been here seven years. And I was like, how have you all been in the company so long? Yeah. Everyone always hates their jobs, but not at Pure Wow. No. Uh, we like it. And sometimes six years in, you get a podcast. Uh, right? Oh, my gosh. I know. New adventures always, <laughs> yeah. you know, which I love. Um, oh. So uh, before we get into the hits and misses of the week, you know, I was on vacation uh, and I went on an airplane this past week. Uh, and so one of my favorite processes is trying to figure out what your airplane viewing, you know, is going to be oh. like, what do you watch on an airplane? Yeah. Cause it can't be something that you really have to pay too much attention to because it also like, you only have limited time. Like you have to pause during, you know, drink yeah. service. You like might not finish this movie, you know, or show, uh, and so I decided to finally watch The Lost City, that Sandra Bullock, Channing Tatum movie. Was this on the plane? Like, it this was, was on actually the on the little TV? It was or on you- the TV. Okay. I saw it and I was like, you know what? This is, it's, I've been seeing, seeing it. It was in theaters. It, it's on Paramount Plus right now. Uh, I was like, all right, I'm going to finally watch this movie. Because uh, it like didn't get the best reviews, but like I love Sandra Bullock and I love Channing Tatum. And, and Daniel Radcliffe is in it. And, and, Daniel, and, Daniel and, Radcliffe, and Harry Pitt. Potter. I mean, how do we, yeah. oh, I, I mean, Brad Pitt. So, <laughs> so those four people are obviously mega stars. And my takeaway was, obviously, Sandra Bullock is incredible, but the supporting cast is very funny. And I kept being like, oh, she's in it? Oh, he's in it? This is nuts. So Divine Joy Randolph, who plays her agent, uh, she plays a detective in Only Murders in the Building. And she's so good in that show. And she's so funny in this movie. And then Patty Harrison, she's an actress who plays the assistant uh, for Sandra Bullock. And she plays a role on one of my favorite shows, uh, Made for Love, on HBO. And she's very funny in Lost City. And then Bowen Yang is in the first five minutes. Uh, He interviews Sandra Bullock's character uh, and Channing Tatum. And obviously he has been in the news because obviously SNL, but for his Fire Island movie. Uh, and I was just like, wow, it's just like face after face where I'm like, I'm so glad all these people are working because they're so talented and they're so funny. So I felt like Lost City, while not the best movie ever, was a solid airplane pick. That is a good one. I think I usually go, well, sometimes I don't even watch um, like a little thing on there. I don't even know what I do on what it. What do you do? Do you nap? Can you sleep on a plane? Heck no. Of I don't understand no. anyone... Uh-uh. Who could Sitting sleep. upright and just asleep. I'm like, I don't know what deal you made with the devil, but I'm jealous that you can sleep upright. <laughs> this is, I like, cannot. The people who fall asleep before the plane even takes off. I'm oh like, my gosh, I need your so tip. Like, what are you doing with your life? Please. If I can't sleep in my own bed, how am I going to sleep in this chair? <laughs> exactly. Right. Okay. Sorry about the distraction, but congratulations again. Thank you. Uh, thank and you. we've got a lot to get to today. We have the Chris Pratt show that's making the worst kind of headlines. The second season I'm struggling to get behind. Tom Holland with and without his shirt on. And the HBO show that more people should be talking about. All right, let's get to the news. This just in. This week's streaming news. 
First, it was calm down Patricia, and now it's take it easy, Tim. That's right, after Patricia Heaton used the word castrated to describe a cartoon, Tim Allen finally commented on the new Disney Pixar film Lightyear, where he does not voice the character of Buzz Lightyear. Allen told Extra, It's a wonderful story. It just doesn't seem to have any connection to the toy. It has no relationship to Buzz. There's no connection. Take it easy, Tim. Take it easy, Tim. We're adding a third shirt to our collection. Honestly. <laughs> our storefront. <laughs> Who's buying these? Oh, I'll oh buy my them. God. I'll buy them. Okay. <laughs> Why would we have to buy them? We should get them. For we free. should get our own. All right. We'll talk, we'll talk to management. Merch. Yeah. We'll talk to management about this. Tired of hearing about Stranger Things? So are we. But these record-breaking numbers are worth chatting about. Thanks to the final two episodes of season four, the show has officially passed one billion hours watched. Following behind Squid Game, it's only the second Netflix series to ever pass the billion hours viewed threshold. That's incredible. It is. HBO's hit series True Detective is coming back with a new name and a new star. It's called True Detective Night Country, and it will star none other than Clarice herself, Jodie Foster, as one of two detectives trying to solve a crime in Alaska. No word on timing yet for the series. If you're like me and judge a movie based on its cast, then David O. Russell's new murder mystery, Amsterdam, is going to be amazing. It stars Margot Robbie, Christian Bale, John David Washington, Robert De Niro, Rami Malek, Zoe Zaldana, Anya Taylor-Joy, Chris Rock, Michael Shannon, Mike Myers, and unfortunately, Taylor Swift. It's premiering in theaters on November 4th. Oh, you're going to make some enemies, unfortunately, Gosh, Taylor Swift. Don't oh my come gosh. after me. Oh, my. Why would you say that? Why would you put yourself out there like that? Oh, I'm just because joking. I'm going to stay true to myself, and I very much That's good. dislike Taylor Swift. Okay. I just said it. I said it. Well, hey, it. we haven't seen her act yet, you know, so. Well, wasn't I, she in that yeah. random movie with, I don't uh, know. I, like, Valentine's Day or something? Oh, right. That movie with, with like, Taylor every Lauder. famous person. Yeah. It was, like, Everybody. Father's Day. It was Groundhog Day. They just had it. Well, it wasn't New Year's Day. Eve. But New Year's Eve. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Leah Michelle and everything. Yeah. Um, I also wanted to add about that uh, Tim Allen story that just never seems to die, um, that Tom Hanks was asked about it now during an interview oh with, um, while promoting his cinema, his uh, Elvis movie with uh, an interview with Cinema Blend. And he said, quote, I don't understand that. And I got I love Tom Hanks because he's it's finally the voice of reason. OK, it was very simple. He didn't have to be dramatic about it. He didn't understand the casting decision. And honestly, however Tom Hanks approaches something, that's that's what I that's what I trust. I trust in Tom Hanks. Same. I, yeah, I mean, this story just needs to, like, go into outer space. No pun uh, intended. <laughs> well, I think there was I a mean, pun not, intended. There was pun clearly intended, a pun, pun intended. intended. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, Ignore pun, pun intended. We have a spoiler alert. We need a pun alert because that was that was a, a great pun, but also very much intended. Uh, okay. So what did you watch that you liked this week, Rachel? The Hits of the Week. So I actually didn't watch like a ton of stuff, but I did watch Loot. I watched the first episode of Loot and I okay. I did love it. I loved yes! it. Yes, it was so, I mean, well, the first episode anyway was mm-hmm. so good. Um, quickly again, it's about this woman who, uh, Ma- Maya Rudolph plays Molly and she's like a billionaire and her husband, Adam Scott, is cheating on her after 20 years. They get divorced and it's kind of just about her like following uh, or finding her um purpose in life yeah Uh, yeah it's so good it's cute I'm so glad you like it and it's like you know this story has been done before like something happens somebody has to find themselves but this loot just feels so new and refreshing and I feel like the jokes are like they're not 
been there, done that, you know? it's. I it's, super agree with you. Yeah. Yeah, the writing is really good. And I also love how extreme and in your face their wealth is. Like in the first episode <laughs> when she's storing out of the house to like get away from him and they show the, whole, the rainbow of extremely luxurious cars on the driveway. I was crying And like up. a butler is cleaning yeah. one of them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's... she like doesn't know how to um, get into it because I guess you like actually need your fingerprint to get into like a Lamborghini. But yeah, I was cracking up. I love. I agree with you about that, like that element too. Like there's something really about just like, like wealth porn to watch. Yeah. Like, you know, even when it's like, even watching, we talked about this, but like succession where they like get mm-hmm. in a helicopter, like you're just like, wow, that's money. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you and she has like the car. line of escalates yeah. <laughs> everywhere I, she goes. I love that. Yeah. So this was obviously previously on my hit list and I put it back on my list again this week because I oh. want to talk about it some more because okay. I'm with you. I think this okay. is, it's so good. Um, and episode five, which I'm a little further ahead of you, but uh, was just released on Apple TV plus. Um, because it comes out weekly on Fridays and, uh, I've, I'm all caught up and it stays really good. So you, you got to stick with this one. It's really good. And there's this scene in episode three. So you remember that bridesmaid scene where they all like get food poisoning and Maya Rudolph like has to like literally (laughs) go to the bathroom in the middle of the street in a wedding dress. And it's just, that's like the, like the apex of this like amazing comedic scene. Well, she has like another scene where it's not as graphic, but it is as funny. And it made me think this is Maya like at her best. And it's in episode three. And she goes on one of those interview shows where they have to eat hot wings while they're being interviewed. And I love those. (laughs) So fun. They're so fun in real life. But like she's obviously playing a character eating these hot wings that are getting progressively hotter. And I was laughing out loud so freaking hard. At one point, she tells the the interviewer to shut the f up, and she just like she just loses her mind. Like she, sweating, they, yeah, sweating. She has like beer and milk in front of her. At one point, she pours the milk into the beer and just oh, downs God. it. She's like, "I'm just gonna do both." Like it's it's so great um, because it's also such like it, it's a different. You know, she's leading the show as a kooky but calm, cool billionaire. Uh, you know, so it's cool to see this like the cracks underneath and have yeah. these like still like crazy wild scenes like a la she was. The, the straight character in Bride, Bridesmaids, but then you get to see her, like, you know, shit herself in a wedding dress. You know what I mean? Like, you, it's fun to get those <laughs> those Maya Rudolph moments. Uh, I really... Please stick with it. No, episode, I definitely episode three I like is it great. a lot. Yeah. And another thing that I'm looking forward to, it comes out on July 15th, and it's the most random show, but it's called The Rehearsal on HBO Max. Okay. And have you ever watched Nathan for You? No, I'm, tell me about it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay, you have to watch it. It is so funny. So it stars this comedian, uh, Canadian comedian, Alliteration now, puns and now alliteration. You're just hitting all, you got all the I hits am. here. Oh my week. gosh, I'm like an English class. Um, so it, from Nathan Fielder and Nathan for you is about, um, he basically tries to help struggling businesses, but he's very quirky and awkward. And I mean, he's hilarious, eccentric and the ideas that he has are, they're ridiculous. But have, do you ever remember like the, um, fake Starbucks whole thing? Mm. No. But oh, my God. Okay, I, this was I like mean, a big news story. All right. And it, you have to go back and watch it. But anyway, he was the person behind fake Starbucks. And okay. it's a whole thing. So he has a new show coming out on HBO. It's called The Rehearsal. And it's just about how you, these people are gearing up for like a really big life moment and to help them prepare for it. He has them rehearse every single aspect of it, but like with actors and he recreates their houses and just knowing him and knowing the show, it's going to be so good. And I cannot wait to watch. I'm like already laughing because oh, I know that's it's so, be so fun. Funny. So, so this is like not a hit yet, but you, this is, un, but this I'm is looking hopefully, forward to it. hopefully yes. going to be a hit. I, I mean, it sounds like it's it. going to be for you. I yeah. think so because I do love him so much. Oh my God. Okay. So July 15th. Okay. July we've got, 15th we've got something to look forward to. 
Um, Well, that kind of segues into my hit of the week, which also is arriving on Netflix July 15th, but exists already because it was in theaters. So uh, I wanted to bring in this hit because everyone is about to be able to watch it on Netflix. Uh, It's called Uncharted, and it's a Tom Holland movie. It's got Tom Holland, Mark Wahlberg, Antonio Banderas, and it's based on a video game that I've never played. Which is so uh, and random. And never will play. I don't care about any of that stuff. Uh, <laughs> but uh, give me Mario Kart the movie. Um, <laughs> right? That would be which, so good. I, I love that. Uh, what was like the Nintendo Power Pad? I want a movie on that. Duck Hunt. You remember? Like, <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm really aging myself. No, no, I know. Duck Hunt. So th- this movie came out in theaters back in February, but it's finally arriving on Netflix next week. Um, and it's about two con men slash adventure seekers who team up to find the lost treasure of Magellan. And they naturally have to race against a bunch of bad guys and other con artists to kind of get there first. And then uh, this week also, I was already planning to talk about this movie, but it uh, they haven't officially confirmed, but an internal memo at, at Sony kind of just leaked uh, and it, they just reclassified the movie as part of a franchise. So oh. that means there's likely going to be more Uncharted movies. And uh, I think the hopes were that Tom Holland will be attached to those as well. So we might be seeing more of these uh, coming soon. And that kind of makes sense because the film brought in like $400 million. So clearly wow. a success even during uh, immediate post-pandemic times. Um, but why I like it, it feels very like Ocean's Eleven meets like Indiana Jones meets National Treasure, uh, which those are just like, those are fun. Those like heisty movies while there's also like backstabbing and you can't trust anyone. It's fun, light viewing. There's like action and suspense and mystery. And you know, it's not, it's not like great, but it's fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I think that a lot of my choices in here tend to be well, the acting was phenomenal and the writing is so clever. And uh, I, I think it's important to acknowledge sometimes that like this is just a really fun viewing and I really enjoyed watching it. And Tom Holland is, of course, featured both shirtless and with shirt. Uh, <laughs> Obviously, because so, so he always little, is. <laughs> I mean, there's so many. There's like, there are memes, obviously you can find them, but uh, like of him and just Spider-Man, we were like, why are you shirtless in, in your bedroom with like your best friend? Like, why, are, why do you just have no shirt on with him? Like, why are you hanging out? Like there's just unexplained shirtless Tom Holland memes. It's very funny. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I'm not really super into action films, but I uh, really enjoyed this film. There's a cool like two pirate ship battle later in the movie, which sounds again ridiculous and stupid because uh, it takes place in present day. But uh, it uh, it's really good at edge of your seat stuff. So if you need some light viewing and some fun viewing for uh, the fam, uh, Netflix next week. I love that you chose something that doesn't have quote, phenomenal acting, (laughs) but it's just fun to watch. No, because it's true though. Like sometimes, and I'm trying to think, but now I can't even think of an example, but I I love stuff like that. And sometimes those end up being like- movie, you know? Well, yeah, but well, Miss Congeniality is good. Oh, it's so good. You're right. But any other one, I guess, The Proposal. I love that. But yeah, no, those those ones are so fun to watch. And they kind of make it almost better that the acting is bad and it's still good. You're like, Mm -hmm. oh, I love this so much. Absolutely. Well- that was a hit, but what was a what was a miss for you, Rachel? Misses of the week. <sighs> well, it pains me to even say this, but I think based on what you hinted at earlier, yeah. I know what you're about to say. So let's argue, Rachel. But go ahead, well, go ahead. Not, tell me, well, tell me no, what you I, like. <laughs> no, I want to hear. I wanna, we're not going to argue. We'll arm wrestle. I, I um, oh my god, I would lose. I so I, I watched lose, but... <laughs> I watched the first two episodes of the second season of Only Murders in the Building on Hulu. And yesterday, when I was kind of like going through all my thoughts before I watched the second episode, I was like, "This is definitely a miss for me." 
But then when I watched the second episode, I was like, oh, now I'm just still not sure. So I'm going to just keep it in the misses for now and hopefully it'll just move up. I, I'm like honestly having trouble like with my thoughts on this one because I love the show and I love the first season and I'm hoping that they just kind of have to set it up for like everything that's going to happen. But for me, the second season just kind of fell or first couple episodes just fell flat. Like it, it doesn't have that spark. I feel like that the first season has, I, you know what I mean? I, like, I mean, I, I know that you've seen it and last week it was your hit. But uh, yeah, and the Amy Schumer, I'm just like, oh my god. Oh, yeah, that's hard for you. I because didn't I, like it. Yeah, and, I, I, and now I am caught up, and I've seen. So episode three came out this week, and I want to talk about that a little bit. But uh, okay. Amy Schumer is is back. We're gonna get more Amy <sighs> Schumer in the, you know. So you know, she she's a character this season. I just think they they could have picked such a better surprise get uh or a new tenant in the building. Like I mean, like Sting Dan, was a big get, you know. <laughs> I like, I was just like hoping for like Dan Levy from like Schitt's mm-hmm. Creek or Mindy Kaling, you know, like why Amy Schumer? I well, in episode She's... three, we do get Shirley MacLaine shows up. I don't know if that satisfies anything for you, but as a gay mm-hmm. man, it does for me. <laughs> <I'm> like, <"Nye." laughs> I I mean, it's uh, it's good. It's just it's not like fully living up to what I thought it would be. I guess I think it takes some adjustments mentally to be, and I, you're not wrong about the points you're making. I just they're in a different place, you know, like yeah. in season one, like they were new, they were meeting, they were like discovering this podcast now that like they're, they're rebooting something, yeah. you know what I mean? So they're just in a different place as characters. So I also wonder, and they like know each other and trust each other. Whereas like in the first season, they didn't know each other or, or like, you know, we thought maybe Selena Gomez was betraying them. And like, you know, like there was a lot going on that now they're three buds that that is all missing. So I, yeah. I get that it's different. So that that inherent, you're right. Like that inherently is gonna affect how we, you know, view it. So yeah, I'm, maybe I'm that's why I don't like it though. Like maybe I'm, I think I'm missing. Yeah, that spark between the three of them because yeah, like you said, it's already they've already figured each other out. I mean, obviously, I'm gonna keep watching it. Still, yeah. I was just a little disappointed with the first episode. The second one I thought was better. And I mean, hopefully it just gets better as it keeps going on. But So I really liked episode three. It is a little different, um, but I, I, this isn't, this isn't a spoiler because you find out in the first 10 seconds of the third episode, uh, the whole episode follows bunny. I, I, I don't want to give away, but like the whole episode is a bunny episode. Um, and, you know, bunny is played by Jane Howdy shell and she is one of my favorite actresses uh and she's like a broadway actress so it's really cool to get to see her kind of like steer the ship and her very funny character who kind of just was a bit part stealing scenes in in season one yeah getting like a whole legit backstory and shirley mcclain plays her mom it's a it's a very cool i i i hope you like that one um but we'll see but i that that was my favorite episode so far and obviously you still get the three the main characters but like there the the framework is around a bunny, uh, which is very cool. I think my favorite thing about this sh- this season, anyway. I mean, I love him, but Martin Short. I just he is the cutest little. He cracks like, me I up. want him to be like my grandpa. We're just so excited about everything. He really is, and with like he always has his phone out recording. And then I was cracking up at when in the second episode when um they go to Bunny's apartment and he has he brings his dips naturally, oh and on like the little taped to the, one of the little containers it says like if you are in this room at this party you agree to being recorded. Yes, <laughs> and I yes, was just yes. cracking up because I'm like so good. 
I mean, that's smart. You just basically put out yeah. a sign and now everyone has to be in this podcast if they don't want to be. And I think this trio needs his energy. He's got this driving yes. positive energy for everything. And, I, and he kind of even brings that into his like delivery of lines where he'll just be like, he'll say yes to something and then be like, well, actually, that's not true. But you know, yeah. like, but he he jumps in with a yes and in a really fun way. Uh, yeah. It's it's just so like, joyful. I think he kind of like, because Steve Martin is like a little more subdued and Selena Gomez is acting as a little subdued too, like very oh, yeah. dry in a great and her way. voice and everything too. Yeah, just very dry. Uh, so it's nice to have that that contrast. Yeah. I really like it. I love him. He's my favorite. And also, okay, and we won't talk about this now, but I think after episode three, I think I know who the killer is. Oh, Already? I mean, I hope I'm wrong. I'm not going to even bring up anything. I don't want to talk about theories because I don't want to ruin it if it okay. is true. Because uh, nothing's worse than being like, I think this might be what happens. <laughs> and then that's exactly what happens. And then everyone's like, oh, well, that's yeah. stupid. When I um, catch up, we'll talk. I'll yeah. see if we're on the same page. Yeah, we'll we'll talk in code uh, okay. <laughs> and see uh, if we agree about who we think the killer is. Yeah, well, uh, I'm sorry, Sonia, you missed this, but I hope that uh, moving forward, it, it shifts to, I'm hopeful that it'll move to your, your hit too. list. Me too. I hope so. I know it pained me to say that because well, I feel bad. I love it, but. I, there's nothing wishy-washy about my miss. I promise you it's a miss and you can just skip it. It is called The Terminal List. The Terminal List. Not The Terminalist, like The Mentalist, but The Terminal List. <laughs> I didn't uh, even catch on to that. <laughs> I don't know. I said it out loud and I was like, which one did I just say? Um, it's on Prime Video and you can skip. Um, Chris Pratt is the main character and uh, you get a bunch of Constance Wu from Fresh Off the Boat and Crazy Rich Asians uh, playing a reporter also in the show. So it's based on a novel um, and it's about a Navy SEAL mission gone awry and Chris Pratt is the only one to survive. And then he comes home and he's battling very bad PTSD and then it seems that there's these evil government forces that are at work to destroy him for some reason. Uh, and they seem, this seems like they might be the ones behind the botched mission where everybody mm. died. And then there's a twist at the end of the first episode that leads him on a big revenge crusade. So before I give my review, uh, and I've never done this before, I, I just want to read a couple other review headlines um, because some of them are funny. So just just two real quick. So this is from RogerEbert.com. Quote, Prime Video's The Terminal List is an alpha male cry for help. And then this one I also really love, I think is my favorite from The Rap. Chris Pratt is a gun-loving killing machine in tedious oh. Prime Video series. Uh, yeah, and oh God, I don't think other reviews matter. And I didn't read them before seeing the show. So I got my own opinion before I like was like, what do other people think of this? Yeah. Um, but this show is rough. It is just like macho, testosterone, like America kind of show. Like it's yeah. just, it's got that vibe to it. And I love Chris Pratt, but he he thrives in a role where we can see his charm and his personality. And we get none of that here. It is just joyless. Mm. And I mean, and I'm not opposed to war content either. It's not because it's war content. I loved Zero Dark Thirty, which also featured, featured Chris Pratt. Um, it just feels like some kind of, propaganda kind of and that, oh. that i'm sure that wasn't the intention yeah um because no, yeah. i i well, just hope, don't i, mean, I don't hopefully. know why constance Wu would be in you know propaganda yeah. uh but so there's also then been as i was doing some research about the, the reviews there's been about a lot of backlash and drama surrounding the show so some people are complaining that it's uh like a conservative right-wing nonsense fest um, and it's basically Nonsense just, fest. I mean, that's my words, but uh, <laughs> the gist of it. And it's basically like an excuse to pit a straight white male lone wolf against the evil government set to keep him down, which feels very like, yeah, like militia, <laughs> like gross. Yeah. Um, but then there's the people who love it and they're complaining that that's just like 
woke America who just can't like support our country. You know what I mean? And it's like, oh my and gosh. I'm just like, I'm not trying to be woke in any way. This just show is not for me. I, I much prefer a nuanced show if it's going to be about war and government and the complexities of terrorism abroad and at home. I loved Homeland, um, mm-hmm. but I cannot stomach this uh, for another episode. Oh. And I don't speak that strongly about my misses usually. Usually I'm like, yeah. I really didn't like it. This just don't. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah. Get out of here. Chris Pratt, what the f- <laughs> I feel like he's been on a little bit of hot water lately. Well, maybe lukewarm water. He's been making headlines for, I feel like, everything these days. Well, I mean, when you're that way. famous, when you're when you're a Marvel character and you're the lead of a Jurassic Park franchise, yeah. and, you know what I mean? Like, you, you're going to be scrutinized for everything you do. But this seems like a very odd choice for his next role, and That's for, a for and him. for Constance Wu. So I'm I'm not that she it it's his show, but she's yeah. in it, and I'm just all around confused. But big miss. Our segment this week, though, is hopefully not a miss. It's called criminally underrated. Segwaying right in. Segwaying. <laughs> criminally <laughs> underrated. So what show do you think doesn't get its due? What show is criminally underrated to you? Mine is The Sex Lives of College Girls on HBO Max. It is so good. And I feel like when it came out, nobody was talking about it and is still not talking about it. It's from Mindy Kaling. And it's kind of like a grown-up version of Never Have I Ever, on Netflix, which is her other show on Netflix. But it stars Pauline Chamolet, who is Timothy's sister, which what? is I love. Famous and they sibling look, alert. Yeah, they look so much alike. It's kind of crazy. Um, Renee Rapp, who played me, uh, Regina George on Broadway's Mean Girls. And then Amrit Carr, who is kind of new to the scene. And Aaliyah Chanel Scott, which I think is also new to the scene. But it's so the four of them, they're in college, the freshman year. They get placed together randomly as roommates at this really nice school in Vermont. And it's just kind of about, you know, their freshman year, them kind of discovering themselves. Each girl's that stereotypical, like athlete, nerdy one, pretty girl, that kind of thing, like comedian one. And it's just really, really good. It it kind of like flips the script on. I feel like when, when they, you see college things, it's normally about like guys and they're trying to lose their virginity before college. And you know, like all of that kind of stuff. This shows like the woman's side of it. And they're not afraid to, like, show them, like, in these sexual, like, situations, which I think is not really shown on TV. And they do a really good job on showing that in, like, a funny but good way and also sad way just with, you know, sexism and everything. But it's really, really good. And I think that everyone should watch it. I watched it. I think I'm not kidding. I think I watched it in one sitting. Like, I don't and think I got up. They're long episodes, too. So I have watched also. And I, I, agree. I love it. I love it. It's yeah. great. The four main actresses are really great. Phenomenal acting from, again, from some faces you're like, who are you? You know what I mean? You're yeah. so young. I've never seen you before and you're, you know, so, so good. Uh, yeah. And I really like uh, the parents too. Like they have, like, the, I mean, they're not the main characters by any means, but they they drop them off at school and you get like Sherry Shepard briefly like playing a senator. And like, I mean, it's very, <laughs> there's like, there's some like fun humor in that, the, those roles too. But I think these main, these four girls are, are really, I, they're not girls. They're, they're playing girls, but they're women and they are phenomenal at they're uh, so good and and just like from the first episode to the last their characters grow so much and i love shows that do that where the characters just have so much development and but in a good way and they they all just like really kind of start finding themselves and i mean any show where like someone's going off to college you're gonna see like all these different personalities and all of that so you get like that typical 
you know, like we're going to clash and like not be friends, but then we are friends. <laughs> and so for anybody who went whole, to college, there's but, so many relatable things. Like I don't, I don't think this is, it's, they're, they're pretty universal stories. Like, oh yeah. Like going to frat houses. Totally. Figuring costume, out sex. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know, like when, and when you have roommates and like so many various, but yeah, it, yeah. But it's they great. do a good job. And apparently season two is in production right now. They, mm-hmm. I mean, so it is confirmed for season two. Which is, I'm so happy. And I can't yeah. wait until it comes out, but they haven't released a date or anything. So I hope they're actually in production. No, but yeah, it's coming. We'll it's see. coming. I have also seen this. And then, so my criminally underrated choice is also an HBO Max choice that also has been renewed for season two, but only season one is out so far. And it's called Somebody Somewhere. It is so good. It stars Bridget Everett. And you de- definitely recognize her, but naming a movie she's in is not going to do it for you um because she's, she's one of never, those faces yeah and she's a comedian and singer and uh you'd definitely be like oh i know who she is um so she's a woman who returns to her ho- her hometown in kansas after the death of her sister and she clearly doesn't fit in with her high school acquaintances and her family members so it's a dramedy but it's very very funny and also very heartbreaking and deep um and the show came out in january uh so i only just watched it but I fell in love with it and it's been renewed, like I said, so it's coming back. But I think why I like it, and I know we we get some we have some disagreements about Amy Schumer, but it remind <laughs> she's not in it, but she it reminds me a lot of another show that I loved this year, which I've talked about on the podcast, Life and Beth, starring Amy Schumer. In that it's that like slice of life, like simultaneously very funny, while the acting is very believable and uh not over the top in any way. Um, like Bridget Everett, she's very good and she's so funny, but uh, it's not, it's a very unput on way, just very natural, yeah. believable, where I just buy everything she's saying, which makes you invest more in the comedy, I think of it, because it's like comedy from situations, comedy from awkwardness that is so, I, I, almost like a deeper comedy, which makes me laugh just as hard. And the, the episodes are short and very digestible. And it's very relatable for anyone who's kind of gone back to their hometown and realized that. <laughs> Maybe nothing has changed in that hometown and you don't super fit in when you go back there. Um, But what if you had to stay and like, how would you fit into that? It's really it's really it's a fun watch. And and she has an amazing voice. She's a singer. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, she's so good. And she sings a lot in the show. And fun fact, years ago, like many years ago, uh, I was just like out at a gay bar in New York City and this woman was performing, and it was Bridget Everett. And uh, she sang this rendition, and I have never forgotten it. It was so good. She sang this re- rendition of How Do I Get You Alone by Heart, which is really, really hard to sing. And she was, like, rolling on the floor with this cordless <laughs> mic, just, like, belting out this like, this song. And it was so incredible. And I was like, who is this woman? And I obviously looked her up. And then now she's got her own show. And Oh, I love that. It was it was wonderful to see that this woman that I saw years ago. No, I mean I mean <laughs> rolling cl- around on the floor. <laughs> clearly, she was hoofing it and working really hard. Um, now has this amazing show. So That's great. Check it out. It's funny. Uh, well, not funny that you had this on your list, but I'm happy it was on your list because I watched the trailer for it like when it came out, and I I was kind of like mm, this looks good, you know. And then I think yeah, I added yeah. it to my HBO list, and then it like fell down. <laughs> the, oh, totally. the, yeah. So I'm happy that you brought it up. Cause I, I want to watch it now. And especially yeah. cause it got renewed for season two. And that's exactly the definition of underrated. You know, yeah. you're like, I don't know, like I'm not going to get around to this, but it's worth it. Promise. Yeah. Good. Good. All right. What did we learn this week? What we learned. I learned that we need to get a merch store set up because I need a Tim Allen shirt. 
Take it easy, Tim. Take it easy, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> so many options. Now we need one for Tom Hanks, too. Oh, uh, yeah. and, and similarly, I learned that people really, really care about Tim Allen voicing a cartoon <laughs> astronaut for some reason. A lot of opinions there. <laughs> Oh, my God. Yeah, so basically our story is just people commenting on <laughs> The Lightyear, the movie. That's fine. Oh. I like this. Yeah, a lot of lot of merch to, to be had. Well, this is fun, and congratulations again. Thank you. Very exciting, and uh, we'll, we'll check in again next week. Bye, everyone. Bye. That's it for Stream On. Follow us on Instagram at shows and at PureWow. Please subscribe, rate, and review. Stream On is a PureWow and Gallery Media Group production. 